Thank you for joining AOE President Kimberly Kaler and AOE intern Bailey Numbers as they share tips for hiring summer help. Topics include how to indoctrinate your student related to best practices, core values and expectations, job description do's and don'ts, and how to provide feedback regularly throughout the work experience. This podcast will showcase the top five things you need to consider when hiring a student this summer. Let's jump right in and get started. So the learning objectives here is really for those of you that are maybe still considering a intern or a co-op position this summer um, or even in next next fall, how do you do that related to COVID-19? Um, ways to indoctrinate your student, the reporting structure, job descriptions, and then how to involve the student in the bigger picture. Um, and the reason this topic means so much to me, AOE has had interns throughout our um, you know, existence, but dating back to 2001. And I am a strong believer in internships and co-ops. Um, it, it really made a difference for me in my college career. When I graduated in 1994, the economy was not great. Um, and I was very fortunate to get a job right out of school when a lot of my other journalism grad friends did not. And I really attribute it not to my GPA or even what I learned, but the, 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 the experiences that I had related to internships. So what's the current situation? Um, college recruiting and internships have been halted due to coronavirus. So in early March or mid-March, 90% of employers actually indicated they still plan to have internship programs this summer. It changed to 74% at the end of March. And then by the start of April, it went down to 35%. Um, I'm sure if we did this study now, it would be down even lower than that. Um, we're gonna hear from Bailey soon. She actually signed on with a, as an intern with us this spring, but one of her internships for this summer fell apart. She found out this morning she did get another one, which is awesome, but it's a frequent occurrence right now as we navigate through work from home, through COVID-19, what does it look like for our rig? workforce, let alone interning co-ops. So Tony, I'd like to open the first poll here. Um, just asking how many of you are making any changes to your internship programs for this summer? So Tony, go ahead and launch, please. Yeah, so, so far we've got a mixed boat here in terms of the poll. And Tony, go ahead and close that out. So we've got 50-50% here, um, and I'll march on. So it's a mixed bag in terms of where we are. Other major findings right now, 29% are responding that they will conduct internship programs this summer, but they're gonna do it virtually. So what does that look like? Many are delaying the start date and 15% said they're gonna cut back on the number of interns that they're actually bringing into their office. So as we move ahead, what does that mean for you? Those of you who are on the phone. If you have the ability to bring a student in, co-op, intern, some work program, whether it's in your office, if you are back in your office or maybe never left, or if you're able to do it virtually, there's a lot of really, really capable, hungry students that want that experience. So what are some best practices related to that? Um, 
first learning objective here is really how to indoctrinate your student related to best practices. Um, you know, virtual onboarding is something that we may actually have to get used to. I spoke to a colleague this morning with a new hire that actually had to onboard someone during the last six weeks virtually and some of the best practices he shared. Tony, let's go ahead and open up our second poll here real quick. Um, find out what folks believe in terms of their onboarding practices. So the options are your rock stars at it, you do an okay job. No, we could really stand to improve in terms of our onboarding. Awesome, we do have someone that's a rock star at it, that's great. Good, well, thanks for those of you that jumped into the poll. Tony, you can go ahead and close that out. So indoctrinating into the culture and best practices, AOE actually has a document that we call the AOE way of doing things. And that may be something if you don't already have that developed that you could create, maybe it's in PowerPoint, and it goes over just how we approach things from a cultural standpoint. Remember, especially if the student is coming into a virtual environment, they don't have the benefit of soaking up what it's like to be in the the office, how people interact, um, you know, maybe they're, they're viewing that through Zoom meetings or sessions like that. Make sure, of course, that you also really spend time going over the vision, the mission, and the core values. A lot of times, um, interns or co-ops can feel very detached. They don't really understand what the bigger picture is. So spending some time actually outlining, helping them understand what the core values you have as an organization. Some silly things such as how to set up your email signature, um, how to dress on Zoom or how to dress on the office. I think we've all become a little bit more casual in our work from home environment here. Um, but what does that mean in terms of a student? Help translate. What does casual or business casual mean? Give some specific instructions. What does responsiveness mean? Another tip here. Um, for AOE, we actually have it defined and written out in terms of, um, I don't want to say a policy, but a best practice. If a client contacts us before 3 o'clock Eastern, they're expected to get an email back that day. If it's after 3, you're supposed to respond by 10 a.m. the next morning. Now, notice I said the words respond. Doesn't mean we actually have to address their needs. Um, you know, a response may be, hey, Joe, I got your email. I'm looking into answer one um but i you know need a little bit more time with the other one but wanted you to know that i received it and that's real important aoe's been um, known for many many years as being very responsive that's something that we as we grow want to make sure it's a culture a value that we continue to keep so that goes down to our interns and our co-ops as well that they understand that best practice and then discussing expected office hours even if virtual in this flexible work environment right now what does that mean for your student and co-op when do you actually expect them to be in front of a computer Learning objective number two, talking a little bit about defining the reporting structure and job descriptions. Too often an intern or a co-op gets whatever's left over. Um, and that's fine. That's why we have interns and co-ops. In addition to them gaining experience, we have those projects that have been sitting and we need that extra help. But take some time to truly outline job descriptions and tasks. Um, again, if you're working virtually, it may be a step that you would do in the office and may get overlooked at this point. 
Um, and then also the reporting structure. Who is the intern or co-op taking direction from on a daily basis? Who do they go to if they need assistance? Um, again, with an intern or co-op, oftentimes they get in, they get uh, projects from from all different parts of the company. You know, hey, give it to the intern. They're you know that's why they're there. How does the intern know in terms of who to listen to, which projects to make a priority? So talk all those things through. And then having a very thoughtful discussion of what happens if they have downtime, if they are slow, if they're waiting on information, um, is there, what kind of direction do they have in terms of what they should turn their attention to? Do they move towards, um, you know, doing some research? Are there, is there another project they should work on? Should they let you know immediately? What does downtime look like and provide some parameters? And then a check-in calendar. Develop either a daily, a weekly, what those check-ins may look like to make sure that not only are they making projects, progress on projects, but how are they assimilating to the culture? Do they have any questions? Um, you know, having that defined would be really helpful. You can't assume that the intern or the co-op is necessarily going to raise their hand if they have every question. Um, they may wait till the check and help talk through all of those things. And also a definition to how they will see progress. And then painting the picture, um, I will launch the third poll here, please. And the third poll, is, poll relates to, do you involve your intern or your co-op in higher level meetings that maybe, you know, above their pay grade? And welcome your input here. So as we're doing this poll, try and paint the picture here. So involving the student into bigger picture meetings so they can see how it works into the overall mission and vision of the organization is really, really important. Um, help them see what their work means. Um, otherwise they can become very, very siloed and that helps them understand your organization so much better and theoretically they can do a much better job for you. Um, a mentor, maybe the student is working in engineering or maybe they're working in operations, but they also have an interest in marketing. So is there an opportunity, even though they're not working for marketing, that they could have lunch with the marketing representatives at some point or at least have a conversation, try and make those connections for them. And then one of the questions, and Tony, you can go ahead and close out that poll, thank you. One of the questions that I get frequently, actually had a cement company call me about this a couple weeks ago, is, is it okay to expect your student, your co-op, your intern, or even just a new employee, um, if they're not technical in nature, do you expect them to learn the industry? And my answer is yes, heck yes. Have them learn the industry to the best they can, but give them the tools to do that. So what industry associations could you point them in the direction of? Um, you know, point them to NRMCA and ACI and PCA um, if you're in the concrete industry. Uh, tell them about the trade publications. Give them some data and information so they understand how your company fits into the bigger project in the bigger world. And then my final tip relates to having a um, radical response. So there's a really great book by the name of Kim Scott called Radical Candor, and she does some really great trainings. 
And she talks about research she's done over the last decade with regard to companies in the United States and how we're not always very good in terms of providing feedback to our employees. Um, we do it maybe in a yearly review process and some folks are like, what? I had no idea that I was you know, hit, not hitting the mark. I had no idea that I was so off track. Um, or you know, what other ways can you provide feedback throughout the year, which of course applies to interns as well, but then having the guts, if you will, to provide candid feedback in a way that's very constructive and share information with them. So it's a great book. I encourage you to check it out. I know that providing feedback can be very difficult um, for some of us. We don't like confrontation, but the research shows, and it's um, detailed in Radical Candor, that by not sharing the feedback, by not providing that feedback, we're really doing a whole generation of workers a disservice. They continue to hum along that they thinking that they are doing okay. So with that, I'm gonna move ahead quickly as we move through these webinars to Bailey. And Bailey's going to jump in here. Unfortunately, her camera is not working, but she's gonna share a little bit about her intern experience. So Bailey, slides are ready for you. Great. Hi. Yeah, this is Bailey. Uh, sorry you can't see me, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the experience from the perspective of a student and an intern, especially moving through this weird time in this weird summer. Um, so I just want to stress the value of a summer internship for a student these days. Um, for a lot of us, it's a necessary experience to have to get that first job out of college. Uh, most rising seniors are expected to have that internship experience going into their senior year. So um, it's definitely a challenge for a lot of students right now that are hearing that their internship experiences they were expecting to have are not um, gonna happen the way they expected them to. So I just wanna stress that students really, they really wanna work this summer. Um, even if the experience is not paid, even if um, it's not traditional hours, if it's only one project they get to be a part of, they're looking for any kind of experience that they can get. Um, and they're also really willing to work virtually. Students uh, this spring have been doing their classes online, uh, doing projects online, so they're really well-versed in doing connecting with people virtually. Um, so it's almost an asset, I would say, uh, to have a young person these days because um, we are very well-versed in the technology and connecting with each other virtually. So you can advance. Yeah, so then I want to talk just a little bit about my internship experience last summer, I got to have an internship, um, a full in-person internship. So I got to learn a little bit about what I value the most. And I had the great experience to get to sit in on those high level meetings um, in my company. And that was probably the most valuable to me because I got to um, see what was really going on. I got to ask questions. I got to um, be a part of the actual work. And that's probably where I learned the most. Um, and also I had two really great supervisors who were really open to letting me ask questions whenever I had them. Um, were always checking in with me, um, checking in with my projects and making sure that I had everything I needed, but also gave me the space to um, be curious about um, issues in the company other than my, my exact uh, projects and be able to just learn more about the company, learn more about other positions um, and so on. And they also gave me a lot of uh, agency in my projects, which was really, really valuable to me, um, being able to head projects um, myself to input my ideas uh, was really valuable to me. 
And then lastly, I'll talk a little bit about uh, what it's been like to work as an intern remotely this spring with AOE. Um, what's made it so successful is that I, even though I'm working virtually, I've been able to have weekly check-ins uh, with my supervisors. We go over uh, the projects that I'll be working on for the following week, um, my goals, and we have that just constant communication um, so that they know where I'm at, I know where they're at, and we are able to just continue to move forward. Um, and along with that, just the direct communication I've been able to have, um, even though I'm not able to be in person, um, using video calls has been really helpful. Um, and just using email, being open about that line of communication has been really helpful. Um, and then just some examples about some projects I've been able to do successfully remotely include doing research, um, creating visual content and graphics, writing social media posts, and writing blog content uh, for AOE are all things that I've been able to do um, pretty, pretty easily while remote. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope this session provides value and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. For more information about AOE, please visit our website at www.aoeteam.com.